Hey everyone, this is our Midweek Leadership Podcast. We believe that as you listen to it, it is going to move your life forward. So get ready for an amazing message. Good morning, everyone. How are you? How are we going to do it? It's going to be fantastic day today. Uh, it's going to be something. I'm excited about this. Uh, so this past week, I was reading a leadership email that I get, that I've subscribed to. Love it. And it was talking about this idea where you can lose the game, but you can't lose the locker room. And that's like more team-oriented. I'm not, gonna, I'm not just going to take his email and go there, but I, I could have just, just printed the email out and just read it to you and we would have got there. But it was, it was way more focused on like uh, if you were the leader of a team aspect. But what I lo- one of the things it said in there that I loved and I couldn't get out of my brain is everything we do starts with a why, which always leads to who. So then I started to think about, like, who. I'm like, okay, let's, let's dig a little deeper. And then I happened upon uh, this, I don't even know who he is, this business guy who was, talk- he was doing a conference talking to all these people. He got to email or in- interview a bunch of SEAL Team 6 guys and a bunch of guys who, like, lead SEAL Team 6. And he's like, how do you pick the dudes? So he, like, shows up. They go, like, all right, we can do this on a scale really quick. And on one side of a graph, work with me here, okay? One side of the graph is performance, and the other axis of the graph is trust. So they're saying, you would think highest performance, no matter what, that guy's SEAL Team 6 material. And the guy was explained to this business guy, he said, no, 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 we don't want that guy if he's got low trust. He said, we'd rather take the median performance guy with the highest amount of trust. And I started to think, like, oh, they, they're like, we'll even take the low performance guy over the high performance if he's got high trust. So then I started to think, like, what is the trust piece there? And I'm like, if you have high trust... It's because that guy is thinking about the who around him and not just his own personal gain in whatever he's doing. So I'm like, okay, okay, here we go. We're we're getting some who here. I'm like, lose the locker room, the who. I'm going to say who all day, so it's just just work with me here, okay? We're going to be talking a lot about what versus who today, okay? So I started thinking about us, our why, so that more people can know Jesus. If you boil it down to its simplest form, more people to know Jesus, that's the why. I'm like, but who? Okay, so who's here? Who's coming? Like, who are we inviting? And who's with us? Who have we invited that is also inviting? Okay, so we're going to go through a bunch of scripture in just a second. We're going to go to Matthew 14. Okay, work with me. Matthew 14, verse 13. As soon as Jesus heard the news, now backstory, he just heard that uh, John the Baptist was killed. So this is the news he heard. As soon as he heard the news, he left in a boat to a remote area to be alone. The crowds heard where he, wa- where he was, herded, and followed on foot from many towns. Jesus saw the huge crowd as he stepped from the boat. He had compassion on them and healed their sick. So he for sure had a crystal clear what in mind. I'm a little bit sad. I would like to go to this place, and I would like to be by myself for a minute. I'd like to be alone. But then a whole bunch of who showed up, and his mindset was like, okay, 
I see these people. Let, let's get this going. Now, I'm not telling you, you are not Jesus. If you need a moment, you need to take your moment. You don't need to just ignore yourself and just spend it all on, you need to take the moment. I'm not, use wisdom in that. That's not what I'm saying. But we're, we're, you're going to see where I'm going in just a minute. So he's, he's doing all that. He had compassion on them and healed their sick. Verse 15. That evening the disciples came to him and said, this is a remote place. It's already getting late. Send the crowds away so they can go to the villages and buy food for themselves. In and of itself, the verse, the disciples are thinking about the people. They're thinking about all the who that's there. Like, hey, it's late. These people need to eat dinner. We gotta, we, let's take care of them. Okay, so they're thinking about who for a moment. But Jesus said, that isn't necessary. You feed them. Well, we only have five loaves and two fishes, they answered. Two fish, not fishes. They answered. So immediately, now they're thinking about, how are we going to do this? They're like, uh, Jesus, there's a basket of a couple of loaves of bread and two fish, and there's thousands of people here. This is not going to work, okay? They're thinking only about the what. Now, and I'm also, hear me today, I'm not saying that the what is not important. I'm not saying that going to a rehearsal, being prepared, spending some extra time, caring about the details. I'm not saying those things are not important. The worship team showed up on Sunday, and no one had practiced, and no one knows what the set list is, and they say, we're just going to go for it. Everyone do what you do. That's not going to be fantastic, okay? It's going to be real bad for everyone involved. No one can help in that moment. So you have to care about the what. But they got so stuck on the what. Like, what are we supposed to do? 18. Bring them here, he said. Then he told the people to sit down on the grass. Jesus took the five loaves and two fish, looked up toward heaven, blessed them, breaking the loaves and the pieces. And you you all know this. They distributed it. They ate as much as they wanted, and the disciples picked up 12 baskets of leftovers, and 5,000 were fed that day, including, or not, and, and in addition to women and children. So, a, a lot of people, a ton of people. Now, for a moment, I was thinking about this last night, and I'm thinking, like, they just watched. They're sitting there watching miracle upon miracle upon miracle healing. People can't see, they see. People can't talk, they talk. People can't move, they move. Like literal, one like literally, all over the place. And they're like, "How do we feed them?" They forgot the because in in this piece of scripture, there's two sets of who. There's the people that are everywhere being healed, and then for the disciples, there's Jesus. That's the who that they're all serving. That that that, that we all serve. They forget for a moment. What's happening? So they get so focused, and I, I'm rem- I was reminding myself of this. I'm like, wow, this is really really hitting home. Like, get get so focused on what is happening, what we're doing, what my hands are touching, what I'm thinking about, the details that need to happen, the project that happened, the internet's down on Sunday, the live stream's not working. I'm like, ah, I'm running around, and then by the end of the day, I'm like, ha, forget you, technology, I won. That's what I think when I leave, which is funny. But then I realized, but I didn't meet a single new family. And I'm like, dang it. The what fully got me. Like, just nailed me to the wall. And I'm like, well, the what took me over. Because I forgot the who that we're serving, the who we're taking care of. 
And I think even, even more so, wow, I really made those notes small. <laughs> the, the more so that I was thinking is like we even get, and sometimes there, there's, there's, we get so focused on one who or the other who that we forget. So go with me here for a second, and I'll be less cryptic than the who and the who. We care so much. So say, say we care so much about our own leaders or the people near us that we start to take on their offense. We start to take on the hurt that's happened to them. We start to take on the, the pain that they feel from a missed text or a missed email or a this or that or whatever happened to them at the last place. That we take all these things on. So now we're focused on, on them as a who and the what that we're doing, but we forget the other who. We forget that we all need to take a minute and say, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's take this to Jesus together. Let's figure this out. Like we, we carry that and take that burden on as a leader when it's not ours to carry. There's already a who that wants to carry that burden. It's our job to connect people to that and point them in that direction. So then, and I don't know if I've just never seen this before or I never paid attention to it, but last night, this is blowing my mind as I'm praying and reading and I'm, I'm, I'm just like flabbergasted, okay? One more chapter forward, Matthew 15, okay? We are going to go to verse 29. So that they, he, they heal all those people, fed the 5,000, plus all the women and children. They leave. Right after this, Peter walks on water. It's amazing. They go to a different town. They're healing. 29. Jesus returned to the Sea of Galilee and climbed a hill and sat down. A vast crowd brought to him people who were lame, blind, crippled, those who couldn't speak, many others. They laid them before Jesus, and they healed them all. The crowd was amazed. Those who hadn't been able to speak were talking. The crippled were made well. The lame were walking. The blind could see again, and they praised the God of Israel. This feels like very, very incredible. You're standing, you're again, out. You're, you're with all of these people, all these things you're doing, 32, Jesus called his disciples and told them, I feel sorry for these people. They have been with me for three days. They have nothing left to eat. I don't want to send them away hungry or they will faint along the way. Jesus is thinking about the who, everyone that's out there, not, not what's going on, not, not the healing that's been happening, just the people. Hey, I don't, they're hungry. Let's take care of them. I don't want them to leave. They, they, they can't, they're not strong enough for their journey. The disciples replied, where would we get enough food here in the wilderness for such a huge crowd? Now, for those of you listening, I'm making the most sarcastic face possible right now. Because in my mind, the, the self-control of Jesus is just incredible. Because I would have responded with, I don't know, you tell me, Peter. Where do we find the food? Look at the thousands of people that are healed everywhere. And also, didn't we just do this a little bit ago? What do you mean, where do we find the people and the food? Like, even the disciples watching all of the healing, they've literally already seen him take a couple of fish, a couple of loaves of bread, and take up more leftovers than they could even eat. They replied, seven loaves and a few small fish. Now, you would think... And after the response of like, oh, we just have some bread and fish. They would have started like elbowing each other like, hey, God, I think I know what he's doing. <laughs> Guys, we saw this before. 
Jesus told all the people, sit on the ground. Then he took the seven loaves of fish, thanked God for them, broke them into pieces. And you can probably guess it. Everyone ate. They all ate as much as they wanted. And afterwards, there were a large basket left over. This time, there's 4,000 men that fed that day, plus the women and children again. And I was just thinking, like, especially myself as a leader, like, how can I forget the why so quickly? Like, at the drop of a hat, we're like, oh, healing's happening. This is the best ever. Feed them. How how are we going to do that? I get so focused on the what that we're doing that you forget, like, oh, yeah, there's Jesus. And, oh, yeah, there's families coming into this place that need our church more than they could have ever needed anything, and they don't even know it. Where there's people, I'm really thinking about, like, Easter and invitation. There's people that we're rubbing elbows with or see every day or our friends we have been thinking about that need this place that need to come into a building that aren't even don't even know and then I was thinking is is which is this this is the more like like thought that hits me hard is all all the disciples I can't help but wonder like were they so comfortable around a miracle that they forgot what it looks like you see thousands of people healed and you're like well you did that, but how do we feed them? Like we've seen a family come in, get invited, come in here, get their lives changed, their kids' lives changed, but are we comfortable with it? Are we just like, yeah, it'll happen, it's great. Is that why people just drive by and see our banners and come in and less people are like, this person invited me and this person invited me and this person invited me. And I'm not saying it doesn't happen. People get invited. It does happen. But are we comfortable with it? Is it just like, ah, yeah, we'll invite. It's going to be great. The invitation will happen. It's going to be great. But what do I need to do this weekend is the more important question to me. I would say false. The more important question this weekend is who's coming? Who's with us? Who have I invited that's also inviting, that's inviting? That, who, who, where, where's that train go? Because if no one shows up, Pastor Vince said this before, then we're just a bunch of professional Christians who's sitting in a room together that love Jesus and all know about Jesus, and we're like, this is the best ever, just smiling around. But if you boil it back down to our why, is for more people to know about Jesus. And then we start to think about the who again, and the who again, and the who again, and just taken over by that. And this is why... Every single week we tell a story in this room to draw the lines back to who in our church and the also the other who that's there. Jesus working in and through our church, through his people's lives. Like This is the most important thing of our week is to know and have a story to tell because we know God is moving around this place and we know that people are coming into this place and that life change is happening because none of that is is our responsibility. Our responsibility is to invite and get people into God's presence. Like, we can only get people around us and in here, and the rest of that is not your responsibility. And I was, I just, it's, it's who's here, who's coming, and who's with us. And I kept thinking all night, who's here, 
who's coming because the here is important. We need to know who's around and, and, and who's here. And the thing I love about our pastors and the way our church is led is every time we plan anything, sisterhood, teen night, Easter, usually the, the very beginning of that meeting and the end of that meeting is like, well, who do we invite? Who's, who's coming? Is there, there a list we can pray over? Is there... Is this person have people they're inviting, and who who do they know, and, and how do how do we get people in the room, and and not because people in the room is important. People meeting with Jesus in the room is important. People coming into this place and finding it and meeting it, and and that should be especially right now. I was thinking last night and this morning, just deeply impacted for Easter. And I know that there's people in my own life personally that I've gotten comfortable with the invitation that's been put out there and denied, and I'm comfortable with that. But am I about to miss the feeding of several thousand people because I'm not ready to say, hey, would you like to come with me one more time? Because I'm not ready to say, ooh, I've only got one invitation left. Don't know if it's enough. We've only got a couple of bread and two fish. I don't think we can hack it but it's just enough. And so, God, here, here it is. Here, what, what can you do with this? I've got one more ask. I've got one more person. I've got one more thing. That's just beautiful. So who's here, who's coming, and who is with us? And I wrap all this to say so that Shay doesn't have to say it. Invite people to Easter. Share our stuff on social media. I personally am horrible at this, but I promise I'm going to be better. I want to do it more, so let's do it more together. Why not? Like, what, what do you have to lose? Nothing. We have everything to gain, though. Like, this place can grow. People can know about it. People can say, oh, I saw this post, and now my family's life has changed forever. That's a story that's happened in our building multiple times. Like, that actually is something we say all the time, but, like, it's more than one family has that story. It's incredible. So invite some people, invite some people, invite some people. Pray over the things we got at team night, those, those flyers. Pray over who you're going to invite. And let's fill this place. Let's fill this place. It's going to be incredible. I'm going to pray, and then we're going to kill it this Thursday. God, we are thankful for your presence. We're thankful for all that you have for us, Lord. I pray that you would just be wrecking our hearts and our souls for people. Father, let us see the people around us, see the invitation that needs to go out, see uh, just one more family, one more person, Father, that we could bring into your presence, God. We could just invite one more time, Father. I know we all have those people, God. I just pray that, that a freshness would rise up in our whole church for invitation, for people to come with us, for people to come along the journey, Father. I'm I just thankful for you and your presence. I pray that your presence would be here with us this weekend through all of our services, Father, that we would feel you and know that you are with us, and it's your glory, and it's your power, and it's your strength that makes all things happen, God. It's not us, but it's you. So we're more of you and less of us this weekend, Jesus. We're thankful for you. It's your name we pray. Everyone said amen. Hey, church, we hope this message has pushed you forward in your leadership and your relationship with God. We can't wait to see you this Sunday or in a connect group. Have an amazing week. We'll see you then.